Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. I want to talk to you today on a subject simply entitled, There is More. Very simple. Everybody say, There is. God has more than we could ever imagine. Now, I want you to lift your voice up to Him, and not in a prayerful way, but I just want you to have conversation here before we pray. I want you to have a conversation and just tell the Lord, Lord, if there's anything I need more of, it's blank. Would you lift your voice right now and tell the Lord that in your own way? If there's anything I need more of, it is blank. Amen. 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 Father, thank you for the word today. Thank you because you're going to anoint it. You're going to bless us. You're going to touch us divinely by your anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So, As we enter into this year, this new year, it's always good to consider, I'm not going to talk about resolution, but good healthy habits, good healthy habits. My wife has started reading the Bible. I think that is a healthy habit. Uh, I really, really do. She needs to read that Bible. She needs to read over in Ephesians about wives and husbands and all that. Is she here? Is she over there? Many of you need Bible reading plans. I told you a couple of weeks ago that that Proverbs 30, 31 chapters in Proverbs would be a great monthly read for you. Read a chapter a day for 31 days in the book of Proverbs if you want wisdom and understanding. And and there's praying and fasting opportunities. I, I just think that so many times when we start to think about prayer, we start to think about fasting, we get scared to death because we don't want to get so spiritual, you know, that God will levitate us and take us out of here. But, but fasting is doing nothing more than saying no to this thing right here. And prayer is saying yes to Him. So there's some things in your life that just does not come except through prayer and through fasting. So I think there ought to be some pushing away of some things Maybe you ought to fast some bubble gum or you ought to fast some, some of this or some of that or fast some, some TV watching. Do some fasting in your life because I think that when you separate yourself unto God, God will always be there for you. He'll, he'll always bless what you do. And I think that diets are good. I really do. I think diets are good. I started one last year and I'm still a part of it. And, and uh, I've, I've told you about my Bluebell Mindset. And how that blue bell has been my devil in my life. It's been my thorn in the flesh. It's been my besetting sin. It has been the thing that has just absolutely tripped me up 14 times. And, and, and for, the, for, the, for the last six months, I have probably cheated um, three times in the last six months. I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Last night was one of them. I think we need to look into family matters. I think family matters matter. Yes. I think it matters. And, and, and exercise, I really do. I think that, 
I know the Bible says bodily exercise profiteth little, but we need to do a whole bunch of it so that it'll profit a lot. And so I think exercise is great. I think church attendance needs to be looked at, and we have a great, great attendance here at CLC, but I thank God that we need to look at it and say, God, I need some new principles in my life. Let me have some new dictates from you. I think all that is good and powerful. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 3, Now unto him who is able, I love this scripture, to do immeasurably more than we all, than all we can ask or imagine. Everybody say immeasurably more. Immeasurably. I want to I I make a statement here. My first point to you today is simply this. Let's be thankful for what God has done. But let's not assume that what God has done is all he wants to do. Anybody like to give the Lord a hand clap for what God has done? Amen. Amen. A little, a cute, cute little story. A little girl came home from school one day and asked her mother if she knew Christopher Columbus was Italian. Yes, her mother said he was. I knew that. And the girl continued, did you know that Queen Isabella of Spain furnished money to buy his ships? Yes, I knew that, dear. And the little girl kind of sighed and she said, well, really, Mom, if you already know the things I come home and tell you, I don't think there's any need for me going back to school anymore. (laughs) She thought she was educating her mama. Christopher Columbus, the great renowned explorer, grew up in Spain at the time when Spain was a very proud, had a very proud fact that it was the last point of solid land going westward. And when travelers arrived in Spain, usually from Africa, they were greeted with signs that had the national motto on on it in Latin, and the motto was Ne plus Ultra which meant there is no more beyond Spain. Spain is the last of the civilized areas of this world, and there's no more. They even had coins that were inscribed the same way, nay plus ultra. Spain was a major destination for many in that day, as if getting to Spain meant that you had gone to the end of civilization. You were there. You had reached the ultimate place on earth. You were there. There was no more, no more beyond Spain. And they were settled there. And it's very, it's very common tendency for people today to settle in their own version of Spain. It really, really is that there's no more beyond where I'm at. People settle in a place mentally. They many times settle in a place spiritually. They stop thinking beyond where they are. And so they stop dreaming and they stop hoping and they stop believing. Not only do men settle, but women settle. Not only do older people settle, but younger people also settle. People of all ethnicities and economic status settle. Believers settle. Unbelievers settle. Businesses settle, and yes, churches settle. But everything changed in Spain after Columbus discovered the new world. Spain engraved new coins. See, they had told him that the world was flat and that he would fall off the edge when he went too far out in the sea. 
But he discovered the world was round. And with the phrase plus ultra, which meant more beyond, the nay was dropped from its national motto. And as the people embraced the reality of more beyond where they were. I know that there's been a lot of success and a lot of people in this first service that have huge successes in your life. And I thank God for every success that you've ever known in your life, for everything that's ever you've ever been blessed with. But my, my option today, my preaching today, is not to just applaud your success, but to let you know you cannot settle. You cannot settle where you are. The reason you are here today is because God's not finished with you yet. The reason you're sitting here today is because God's not finished with you yet. There used to be bumper stickers that said, please be patient with me. God is not finished with me yet. And then they started making it just an acronym of just the first uh, uh, letters of the whole thing. Please be patient with me. And you had to understand what it was talking about. But in Valladolid, Spain, where Christopher Columbus died in 1506, there stands a monument commemorating his achievements. And there's a memorial of a statue of a lion. I have it here at the base of it where the Spanish national motto is engraved. And the lion is reaching out with his paw and is destroying one of the Latin words that has been part of Spain's motto for centuries. The word being torn away by the lion is nay making it read plus ultra. The nay has been taken away. The no has been taken away. And Columbus had proven that there was indeed more beyond Spain. And the same is true for those who have discovered Jesus Christ. There is more beyond. He said, I didn't come just to give you life. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. I feel with everything that's in me in the next three weeks that I want to stretch your heart and stretch your mind and tell you, you haven't reached your last frontier. You haven't gone your last mile. You haven't walked your last mile. You haven't written your last song. You haven't preached your last sermon, son. You haven't done the things that God wants you to do yet, all of them. There is more beyond. There is more that God has for us in this hour. Could you clap your hands and rejoice to that today? There is more. See, the reality is that God has more in mind for all of our lives. The reality is that God has more in mind for all of our lives. Put your hand on your chest and say, God has more for me. Come on, let's talk to each other. Say, God has more for our marriage. God has more for our friendships. God has more for my business. Come on, God has more for my mind. Come on. God has more for my experience with him. There's more. God will not leave us in a settled state. He wants us to be happy, but he never wants us to get to a place where we settle to where we can't say that there is more for God to do in our life. When Abraham was 99 years old, 99 years old, God appeared to him because he wanted to do something significant through him. He had more in mind for Abraham, even though he was 99 years old. 
Anybody here that age? (laughs) I love that. If you are, God's not finished with you yet. That's why I'm preaching about him today because he's 99. God's plan was to make him a father of a nation. And here's what God said to him. He said, Abraham, I am God Almighty. In Hebrews, he said, I am El Shaddai. Meaning the all-sufficient one. The God of more than enough. I wish that Abraham would have had a prophetic spirit. He didn't. He looked for a city that had a foundation whose builder and maker was God. But if God would have started telling him what he had in his future at 99, Abraham couldn't have stood it. At 99, he couldn't have stood it. Abraham, you're going to be a father next year. And your wife at 90 is going to be a mama. Whoo! There is more. You and that son are going to go through a major difficulty, but it's going to happen on a mountain, not in a valley. That boy is going to be spared because I'm going to provide a sacrificial lamb. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. And that boy is going to marry. And he's going to marry a girl named Rebecca. And they're going to have not one son, but two. It's going to be the first twinship of the whole Bible. They're going to be twins, Abraham. There's going to be two of them born. And one of them's going to be a man of the earth, and the other's going to be a heel grabber. And that young man born named Jacob is going to carry on your legacy and going to carry on your lineage. Because I'm going to get something out of him that only I can get out of him. I'm going to take the cheating out. I'm going to take the stinginess out. I'm going to take the beguiling out. I'm going to make him a new man one day, Abraham. Do you understand that this is just starting now at 99? And then that Jacob is going to have not one son, but 12 sons. And those 12 boys are going to be known as the 12 tribes of Israel. And out of those tribes, out of your last born, Benjamin is going to come the first king of Israel. And out of your fourth born, out of Judah, is going to come a young man named David who's going to rule in the house of the Lord. And then out of David is going to come a Messiah, Jesus Christ. And out of Jesus Christ is going to come the church. You know those stars that I showed you and that sand that I asked you to try to count? You couldn't count the sand. That's your natural seed. And you're not going to be able to count the stars. That's your spiritual seed. Abraham, if you only knew how much more I had for you right now at 99. Can I tell you something? God wants you to understand that we're not just starting here today. We're not finishing here today. But there is more for us in our life because God is the El Shaddai of our life. God may not be calling you to be the father of a nation. But the fact that you're here means that God isn't finished with you yet. And he wants me to tell you that he has more in mind for you in your life. The reality is that some of you have hit the I am older button. I'm too old button. Some of you have said I'm too young. But God needs you right where you are. At this season to stay passionate. To stay full of expectation. I love the elders of this church. And I just want to talk about you just a minute. Thank you. We don't have a sour puss elder in this church. 
Give your elders a hand. Give those people, those octogenarians. Come on, give them a hand. That's good stuff. I'm not running for anything. I'm not trying to become a pastor. I am your pastor, but I'm bragging on our elders today. But I want to tell you something. God's not finished with you yet. Colonel Harlan Sanders was 65 years old when he started actively franchising his chicken recipe. And he became the second most highly recognized face in America next to the president. Here's what I want to tell you, folks. It doesn't matter. Walt Disney, I asked my wife to check his age last night, was 55 years old when he gave the speech about Disneyland. I'm here to declare to you, whatever your age, whatever your background, whatever your history, God has more in mind for you. You're not here in 2015 just to occupy space and use up oxygen. You're here because God has more in mind for you. And if you've been tempted to settle in your Spain, so to speak, I pray you'll get stirred up and decide, I'm not going to settle where I am. I'm not going to settle where I am because there is more. God has more. God has more. He's the El Shaddai. He's the all-sufficient one. He's a God of more than enough for me. Some of you have had some setbacks in your life that you've not recovered from. But a setback is just a setup for a comeback. I didn't, I didn't create that, but I read it and I sure liked it. You need to tell the devil, I'm coming back. You need to tell your friends, I'm not finished yet. You need to tell your relatives, you hadn't seen the best of me yet. Don't settle there. I'm not going to settle in my faith. I'm not going to settle in my make-believe Spain. There is more for me. Don't settle there. God is all about comebacks. He's a God of restoration. He's a God of healing. Some of you have been in maintenance mode. I'm preaching to you now. Where you've been surviving but not thriving. And it's time for you to turn on the thrive button again. It may seem that bad. May not seem that bad, but don't settle there because God has more for you in mind. Anybody got a prayer you still want to see answered? Come on now. Anybody got a loved one you still want to see saved? Anybody got a door that you want to see open? I used to go to my neighbors to watch TV because we didn't have TV in our house. Mom and daddy were against it. Then when I left home, they got a bunch of them. I don't know why it's so bad for me and it wasn't bad for them, you know. Just a thought. But I used to go next door. And when you go next door, you can't, you can't hog the channels. And you had to get up and turn them like this, you know. You young people don't even understand that. You had to turn. And nobody wanted to get up and change the channel. So a lot of times on Saturday morning, cartoons was on and you hear this. That's all, folks. You remember that? Anybody remember that? You're aging yourself. You remember that? Yes. 2014 is over. Yes. But that's not all, folks. Yes. 2013 is behind us. Yes. But that's not all, folks. Yes. 2012, you might have had your biggest problem, but that's not all, folks. That's not all. There is more. Whatever you need more of, God is the source of an endless and generous supply. 
How many of you folks have ever been to Niagara Falls? Does that thing scare you? These people out here that stretch those ropes across Niagara Falls and walk across them, they're crazy as a sprayed roach. They're crazy. They are. They're crazy people. And then get a, get a wheelbarrow and ask somebody to get in the wheelbarrow so they can push you across the falls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't talk to me about faith. That ain't, that, I'm not. I'm. Patty and I went, we didn't go there on our honeymoon, but we, we, we went there on a speaking engagement years ago. We hadn't been married, but about a year or so, we went to Niagara Falls. So we want to do the ultimate falls thing. You know, I'm the ultimate. I'm the ultimate man. I want to do, I want to do all of it. You know, I don't, if I'm ever going to ride a bull, I don't want to ride one of those at Mickey Gilly's place. I want to ride one in the rodeo. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. I don't want to just ride. Yeah. Okay, turn it up a little bit. I, I want to ride a bull. You know what I'm saying? So we put those slickers on and we walked underneath the Niagara Falls. We walked underneath to those little coves. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, 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 and, and when you walk under there, you just might as well quit talking. And if your wife talks a lot, husband, you need to take your wife to Niagara Falls. And... <laughs> Boy, I'm messed up today, aren't I? Because you can't hear her. She can just talk all she wants to and you can't hear her. Husband, if you, if you talk a lot, wives, take him to Niagara Falls. You can't hear a thing he's saying. And it's, it's real. But, but, but you get under there and, and that, the torrent of water, the torrent of water is absolutely deafening. Are you, are you riding with me now? It's deafening. It's unbelievable, the torrent of water that's coming down in sheets and just massive. I'm talking about wider than this building, sheets of water coming down. And it never stops. 33 years ago, we were there. 33 years ago, 32 years ago, we were there. And if I went back today, it's still doing the same thing. It's unbelievable. It's never going to stop. You know why? Because God never runs out. He never runs out. I remember, I remember when I first started dating my wife in Humble, Texas. There's an artesian well right off downtown in, in Humble, Texas. And, and it just spurted up in the air continually. They just let it spurt up in the air. And it didn't have a recycle button. It wasn't recycled water. It was an artesian well. And I told my wife one day when we drove by, I said, when that well stops, stops spurting up, I'll quit loving you. It's kind of like when they said, when the lights come home at Wrigley Field, I'll be, I'll be quit loving you. I'll come home to you, whatever. But I'm here to tell you, the water still is there because God does not run out of his supply of more. And I'm preaching to somebody here today. It's not recycled stuff that I'm talking about. God has more for you in 2015. God has more for you. Put your rain slicker on. Get under the spout. Let God's glory come down on you. Let the power of God spring up in you. Let something happen in your life this year that's never happened before. God has some great thing for you. There is more. There's more. There's more. There is more. The Bible said in Philippians, and I quote it all the time, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Anybody believe that in this house? By the way, next Sunday, I'm going I'm to 
preach a message on the blessed life. We're going to be talking about the blessed life next week. Please be here, especially since you're going to miss Wednesday night. I'm teasing. You need more mercy? There is more. You need more compassion? There's more. You need more grace? There is more. You need healing? There is more. You need salvation? There is more. You need fulfillment in your marriage? There is more. You need help in your finances? There is more. I'm preaching to a church today. Lamentation says, verse chapter 3, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions. Everybody say, never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. When you go to sleep tonight, it does not matter. It really doesn't matter how much you have spent from today's mercies and today's grace. When you get up in the morning, his mercies and compassion are new again. They're new every morning. God doesn't have reruns. God doesn't do reruns. He doesn't do seconds. God always does first. Oh, hallelujah. God always does first. God always is pouring out a supply on you. So when you get up in the morning, you're going to wake up to new mercies. You're going to wake up to new compassions. You're going to wake up to new grace because God is new. He's a brand new start every morning. Every day is a new day with God. His water never runs out. And his grace never goes empty. Hallelujah. You know, there's some things I got a confession to make. Some pastors need to make a lot of confessions. I got one, but it's not going to be anything that's going to scare you. But Patty and I have, have got this little truce. If we do something that the other one would like to be there to do, with us, like eating somewhere. I love to eat. If I don't tell her that I've gone to a particular place that we enjoy, it ain't good if she finds out. And invariably, I don't know how you wives do it, but she has ESP. I don't know how you do it. But invariably, invariably, you listen to this pastor, invariably, invariably, I can take these guys to Pokey Joe's and it don't matter. It don't matter. She never asks. I can take these guys over here to Payway. That ain't nothing. But if I go to anything that starts with Papa, Cetus or Doze. And sometimes I bless the, the young men. Sometimes I bless them. I, I'm proud of this staff. Are you proud of our staff? I'm proud of this staff. I'm proud of them. And sometimes I, I take them to a blessed place. Invariably, when I get home, she'll say, where'd you eat today? Your wife like that? They got it. They have ESP. We have ESPN. We don't have that. They got it. But she'll always ask. But if I go someplace like Taco Cabana, it don't matter. I never get questioned. So I have to learn. I've learned this through life. 
Baby, I got a confession to make. We went to, we went to Bartlett's today. Oh, you did? Well, I guess you ate the French dip. Yeah, I did, babe. Yeah, I did, and it was good. It's better to go ahead and confess it. Let me tell you something. If my wife knows where I eat when I don't tell her, there's a heavenly father that knows everything about you. And some of you think you're hiding some things in your heart. You need to get out on your knee and say, Lord, I need some new grace today. I need some new mercy today. I've messed up this week. I need help from the Lord. I need help from the Savior. I need some help in my life. You know what? He'll say, come on in this house, baby. Come on in this house, kid. I love you and I'm going to forgive you because I am God and my grace never fails and my mercy never runs out. Would somebody get excited about that today? Hallelujah. 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 It's just something we want to be known for at Christian Life Church. We want to be a church that reminds everyone that God's compassion and His goodness never fails. Never. Everybody say never fails. Anybody feel like everybody's given up on you? You know what I'm talking about. I want to say to you, CLC won't give up on you. I want to say it to you today. We're not going to give up on you. I want Because I'm preaching about a God that will never give up on you. It's not his will that any should perish. That's a powerful God. You hear me? That's powerful. God wants you saved. He doesn't get a thrill because you are lost. He gets a thrill when you claim his precious name. And receive his glorious spirit in your life. We want to be a church that reminds people that grace and mercy are still here. Even when others have, God hasn't. And I want to go on record and say CLC will not. Let me close. You got to move out the old to make room for the new. Everybody say God's going to do a new thing. Hallelujah. You know what that new thing was? He's going to make the desert blossom like a rose. And he's going to put streams in it. He's going to put water where you never thought water was. He's going to put vegetation where you never thought it'd be. And if God can do that to deserts, oh, hallelujah. Leviticus 26 and 10 is one of the most powerful scriptures I've ever come across. It said, you will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. Oh, you can clap bigger than that. That's the Bible. That's not me, that's the Bible. You will be, still be eating last year's harvest when you'll have to move it out and make room for the new. Wow. You know the reason some people don't experience more of God's supply? That they hold on to what they have as if it's the last supply that God has for them. I'm going to give me a little help here now, guys, if y'all will help me. I appreciate it. The reason people hoard what they have is that they're afraid the supply is going to run out. The reason people don't give and the reason people don't 
give of their worship and they don't give of their praise and give of their time to Jesus Christ is I guess they're afraid it's going to run out. The reason people don't tithe and give offerings is I think they're afraid it's going to run out. But he said this. He said, you're going to have to move out the old to make room for the new. You'll still be eating last year's harvest when you have to move it out to make room for the new. Here's what I want to tell you. Your past supply is not your last supply. Okay. Got me some water here today. Now, I'm not going to get freaky. Stay with me. Got me some water here today. This, this, this thing feels deflated. <laughs> to all my New England friends, cheers. I preach this today with not the same fervor that I have preached in the past. Because I just wanted to talk to you and tell you that God's got more for you. See, see, here's what we do. We, we, we take this, we think this is our yearly picture. And we... We think we're Louis on the Pacific Ocean for 45 days. We're not. We're Christians in the house of God. We're God's kids that he's taken care of. And we sip and we sip. And we think... Didn't lose too much. I better put a lid on it because I don't want it to evaporate. And then God gets to moving on us. And all of a sudden, we feel like pouring it out. And we pour it out and we say, you know what I feel like? I feel like giving something some away here today. I feel like blessing the Lord today. I feel like praising his name. I feel like giving to the church today. I feel like it. So I'm going I'm to give a little to the church. I'm going to bless the church. I'm going to bless this man right here. Come on, brother. Take a little water. Take a little water. Drink it up. It's good. Pretty good. It's fresh. Pretty good. You like that? I'm giving it away. Come here. Come here, sweetheart. Come here. Take a little water. Drink that water. I want the cup back, please. I'm making an illustration here. Amen. 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 You want some more? Anybody want some? Anybody want some? Yes. And all of a sudden, you're empty. My God. And I come back to the picture. And it's full. And I say, wow. Wow. I think I'll do a little bit more. And so I get this one, and I get this one, and I get this one, and I get this one. Come here, Brother Brad, and help me. And I got four now. Brother Mitch, come and help me now. Come help me, Brother Mitch. And I got four now. And now I'm, I say, you know what? God's blessed me. I, I thought I was giving it all away, but God's blessed me. I got some more water to splash out there. I got some more. I'm not going to hit you. I got some more water to, to give away here. And I, hey, hey, man, we're going to remodel this after a while, too. I got some more stuff. I got some more to give away, and God's been good to me. And, 
God's blessed me and hallelujah, what a favor, what a joy. The presence of, you want some water? Would you like to have some water? Would you like to drink some? It's good stuff. Come here, brother. You like to drink some, brother? Freddie? Come here and drink some of this water. Come on, down it, brother. I want to bless you in the name of the Lord. I want to bless you. I want to bless you in the name of the Lord. Go ahead and go ahead and drink it down. Go ahead and drink it down. I don't want to throw any more out. Come on. I want to bless somebody. So then I go back. And when I go back, oh my God. Oh my God, it's still full. It's still full. It's still full. Because I'm telling you, you can't give it away fast enough. You can't give enough love away. You can't give enough joy away. You can't give enough gifts away. You can't outgive God in your life. While you're eating last year's harvest, you're going to have to move it out because God's got something new for you. Just remain standing. I'll quit. I'll quit. Give. And it shall be given. But not like you gave. It's going to be heaped up. It's going to be pressed down. It's going to be shaken together. It's going to be running over into your bosom. See, the supply is up to God. Making room is up to me. God will never run out. You'll have to move out yesterday's harvest to make room for a new harvest. Last year's favor is not this year's favor. Yesterday's favor is not today's favor. Everybody say, there is more. There is more. Marco Polo lived between 1254 A.D. and 1324 A.D. He discovered a lot of the countries and a lot of the land east of Europe. He met the great Kublai Khan one day. He went all the way into China, way back yonder. He discovered places that the map drawers of Europe had not put on the map. And so they called it going off the edge of the map. One of these days, God's going to take this church to a level. One of these days, God's going to take this church to a level. He's going to take your experience to a level. That's off the edge of the map. You're going to be off the edge of the map. You're going to walk where you've never walked before. You're going to do things in the spirit that you've never done before. You may even lay hands on somebody one day and watch God heal them. You may be used as a witness to teach Bible study. Isaiah 30 says, and when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left... Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I remember discovering this scripture and passing it to my staff. I said, guys, there is a path that no fowl knoweth and the vultures I hath not seen and the lion's whelp is not heard. It's a path that God has for his church. It's the more path. It's the path of more. And God wants to give us more. There is 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 more. You can't outgive him. You can't outlove him. You can't outpraise him. You can't do it. There is more for everybody in this house today. There is more. 
It's like the little boy that found the egg one day in the woods. And he placed it under a little goose that he had at his home to hatch it. But when the little egg cracked open, it was a freakish little creature. Its unwebbed claws like feet made it stumble as it tried to follow the little geese around. Its beak was flat, was not flat, but pointed and twisted and he didn't fit in with the geese. Then one day a giant eagle flew across the barnyard. He came lower and lower until the little creature in the barnyard lifted his head and stared at what was in the sky. And immediately something in him identified with the eagle and he began to hobble across the barnyard flapping his wings and then it happened. The wing, the wind picked him up and carried him higher and higher and higher to the blue sky. And it was the day he discovered what he was. He was not a goose. He had been born an eagle. I don't care what your social status is, your education status. I don't care what your ethnicity is today. You wasn't born a goose. You were born an eagle. And it's time for you to quit following things around that will never get you to where you need to be. You need to look up. There's a God that has more for you in this hour. There's a God that has more for you in this hour. There's a God that has more for you in this hour. Come on now, there's a God that has more for you. I'm going to ask our prayer partners to come. I'm going to ask them to come. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.